Oh, there's a little bit thing there. All right. I had a funny thing to say, and now it's gone. It's out of my head. <laughs> Welcome to the show that is no longer exclusively in South Orange because of reasons. Um, <laughs> that's your opening <laughs> statement. That was really powerful. I think we do need to change the name at some point. That's yeah. fine, though. Hmm. Well, now that you've informed us uh, of the the geography of the situation. Yeah, we're all uh, spread out. Mm. Separated. We're not that spread out. Yeah. We're not that spread yeah. out. It could be yeah. worse. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, Within yeah. a certain radius. Mm-hmm. We're all in North America. People are North American shit show, so I don't know. That's true. <laughs> We get progressively farther and farther away each time, so it has to like expand, you know, the Western Hemisphere uh, shit show. Yeah. A couple of years, we'll do like the Earth shit show, and it'll be like, oh. Yeah, it's going to get tricky eventually because, you know. Yeah. But then we'll get so far out if we stay on the globe that we'll eventually have to get closer. <laughs> mm. There is always space, though. That's true. So, how are you guys doing? Uh, you know, I can complain. No socks, and they're like special. It's like special yarn that just you just knit it normally, and it makes these patterns. And I'm like, oh wow, obsessed with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have learned the value of socks in the past few days. Like every time, like I've I've gone outside, it's always my toes that get cold first, uh, and I, you know, and that's they say like once that goes, you're done. It's over. <laughs> True. Lose your feet, lose your seat, but that's, your seat is your life. <laughs> You've been kicked out you're, of the line of life. Yeah, you hate get to see it, but. It'll happen. But yeah, the moral of the story, get good socks. That's true. I've had, bad so- I've had bad socks in my life. And, you know, mm-hmm. It doesn't warm your feet up. Speaking of socks, my, my brother uh, has a habit of um, wearing like mismatched socks to a point where it's, it's he, I don't think he's worn like a pair of matched socks in maybe years. I don't know how long it, he's been he's been keeping it going, but uh, it it makes it obnoxious because we all kind of collectively do laundry to just have a lot of singular socks that I cannot match, and every time it takes an emotional toll. I do the same thing. I I don't think in my drawer right now I have a pair of like socks that are together, like they're all just mm. single socks that are put together i'm not a fan of that i have to to admit (laughs) i'm sorry um nobody in my family does that but me they all hate me for it but here i am unbelievable my family we we all do laundry together too and so it just becomes nobody has their own socks anymore (laughs) and i just communal socks some and they're mine now 
Um, I mean, they're all like clean, so might as well just <laughs> they're all basically <laughs> the same clothes size nowadays. No children. How large of like a hole in a sock does it take to like ruin that pair? Do you think? Well, I feel like it depends on where the hole is, you know. Because if it's like on the like the heel, like that's a pretty. I can I can live with a pretty big hole on my heel. But if it's like on the toe, gone. That's you know, that's so. fair. Isabella, don't you darn socks? Yeah, I have a lot of socks with holes in them, and I've been trying to fix them. Mm. So I don't I, I don't tolerate holes in my socks. Thank you very much. <laughs> no. <laughs> They'll it's, not be accepted. It's a fixable problem. Yeah. They say if there's already a hole in your sock, it's like you've let it go. Like you should be able to fix it before it becomes a hole. Yeah. If you can't have a hole in your sock, how do you put your foot in? <laughs> you know? Ha ha ha. Thank you. That's kind of the tragedy of life, isn't it? can't have a, a completely sealed sock <laughs> I don't know that is the tragedy uh, so many um, Greek tragedies are about that concept about the that sock is very that true it's like wool sphere <laughs> yeah just like a what would that you'd have to take your foot off <laughs> you know that's just a bag the, at that point like, not even a useful bag it's just like a a, a lump yeah. and you want this uh pouch <laughs> i mean a pouch needs to like hold things right mm. like a bean bag but with nothing in it for no reason mm-hmm what about like a sock that you like sew to your foot, you know? So it's like, you know, it's technically closed. What's closed? The of meatballs. <laughs> exactly. You never have to change your socks. I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. Good thing. <laughs> it's uh, be, closed. That would be a bummer though. Like, you know, cause on the one hand, never need to change your socks. They're good. Mm-hmm. But it would be a bummer if I was writing, this is my, my Twilight Zone episode pitch, uh, this person has this procedure done and then immediately steps in a puddle. And you're like, well, great. Now I got damp socks. And that, that, that's when the, the man steps out and explains the folly of his thinking. And that's, that's the end of the episode. It's a very short one. Very tragic. I mean, you could, you could, you could fill it up a little bit if you really wanted to. The episode. Mm. That's <laughs> true. Content. If you were kind of thinking about it for a while. It could be like a- sees the, the ramifications that it's had on yeah. society. There's a backstory as to why they're, so, they're attaching socks to you permanently now. Self-cleaning yeah. He slowly has to get convinced of it. Oh, and then, be so tragic. And then at the end, it wasn't worth it. That is a what tragedy. Do think, what do you think the moral is? 
um, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just avoid it. I mean, I don't think that's great advice necessarily. Because sometimes you have to make decisions that have permanent effects regarding footwear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe just like remember that you're gonna have to deal with the consequences. Mm. You gotta take mm. the good with the bad. Mm. With, with your socks. Episode, it would it would be something like there's like a computer in the sock, and it starts to control you. Uh, and then you close your lights. And then, and then you've got no free will anymore. That one Wallace and Gromit episode where he gets like the pants. Oh, yeah. Except <laughs> it's just the socks. <laughs> we should probably, we should start a TV show. Like, That's true. We got all these great ideas. Yeah, writer's room right here. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the podcast podcast all over again. It's just layers. So, do, do you guys have, have bugs? Yes. That you'd like to talk about? Today's theme is bugs. <laughs> we didn't start with it, but we're doing it now. Is that the original intro. statement you were going to make? No. Uh, we'll never know. We're do, we're, it's, this is now. Hmm. I hope. When did we start? Uh, like 10 minutes ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, around the time. All right, good. So, anybody got bugs? I have a bug. Um, cool, I'll go first. Um, so, I got the stick bug, also known as the phasmatoda. I probably pronounced that terribly, but don't hate it for right now. Um, and it's and so my first cool bug fact about the stick bug is that. It's called the Fatos, the Fato, Phasmatoda because it comes from the Greek word of phantom because they thought it was really interesting that the bug could vanish right before your very eyes. And it was like, ooh, very nice, very cool. So that's my interesting fact about the stick bugs. I have some more, but if anybody else wants to go. Mm, uh, I'll do it then. So the, the tragedy of my situation is uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of roly polies, uh, you know, or the, the pill bugs, I guess, uh, whatever your preferred name is. So, you know, the, the theme is bugs. So I look them up and what do you know? They're technically not insects. They're like crustaceans, I guess. Which is kind of like it has something like the number of segments they got or something like doesn't qualify them as a bug, which is just kind of weird. And that's that's my thoughts on it, really, that I don't I don't like it. I don't agree with it. Then why do we call them pill bugs? That's true. It's in the name. Not adding up there. That was a mistake on their part. They should be bugs. Bugs are bugs. Like, sorry, scientists. 
you got it wrong this time. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to rethink this one. I'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board. I want you to reconsider what you've done. Um, the bug that I found is called the Splendor Beetle. Ooh. And it is, I think it's the bug with the longest lifespan because they lay their eggs into trees, oak trees, and then the larvae stay inside there for um, like 30 years, no, like almost 30 years, and then they come out. It's like a cicada, but worse. Wow. And the longest living one ever uh, stayed inside for 51 years. Oh, wow. My gosh. And they're, the, they're part of the reason that oak trees are dying at an alarming rate. Oh, no. Because they just oh, eat it. But they don't exist on this continent. Mm-hmm. Where are they? They're in the old world, like uh, Eurasia type, uh, around area. Hmm. Well, in this part of the world, the oak trees have a different light. They're, they're, they are endangered, though, by yeah. the, the emerald ash borer, which I don't actually know what that is, but it's spreading. It's coming here. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. They're after us. Yeah. In my backyard, two giant oak trees. And my mom gets them, like, vaccinated <laughs> every year because the- want them to come down. Mm. Very old. Was, okay. the trees. Yeah. There's a big bug problem mm. in the world's trees. Which is a tragedy because they're so small. At least most of them are. I, I haven't seen them, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones, there's some invasive bug in like Pennsylvania there's just like billboards that are like if you see this bug squash it <laughs> <laughs> because they're just everywhere and they're bad for the ecosystem mm-hmm. bugs are cool I think in my, in my professional opinion I think they're cool yeah, also speaking of uh, bugs with, with lifespans, which I guess is most of them. Uh, um, you know, I, I had Googled dragonflies the other day. Um, and I, you know, there was this thing that's like, you know, top 15 dragonfly facts from my, it was probably like National Geographic or something. And one of them was like, you know, dragonfly, this species of dragonfly can live, you know, even up to a year, but it could also only live like a few weeks and you could say that about like most things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's not wrong. So, you know, so if, if that's what they qualify as a fact, I'll accept it. I mean, <laughs> fun fact you could die at any time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Memento Mori. Fun fact 100% of people who drink water die they do that is very true mm-hmm. my god i drink water <laughs> <laughs> sorry to hear that 
was nice knowing you guys. Yeah. I don't, so see you around, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got some facts about bees, Ooh. but not really about the bees themselves, more so about the superstitions that many cultures have about bees. For instance, in Central Europe, a bride will make her fiance walk past the beehive and if he gets stung he's not going to be faithful mm. um, and in greece if a bee lands on your head you're going to be very successful um and in britain and ireland if the bee flies around your house or at your window it means the visitor will soon arrive, and if anyone kills the bee, then the visitor will bring bad news. So, don't kill the bee. Um, yeah. Those are all some pretty pro-bee superstitions, I gotta say. These are also believed to be very sensitive creatures, and in Britain, they must be spoken to politely. news. <laughs> 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 Mm. Imagine insulting that. a bee, like you're you're so rude to that bee that like I will give up my life right now to provide you with a mild inconvenience. Yeah. Um. And if the owner of the bees dies, then the bees must be sensitively told of the death, or they will desert the hive. Cease making honey or die. Dang. Is very gently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I guess bees are people too, huh? Bees have been invited to weddings or funerals and given a piece of the wedding cake. I hope not like a large one. <laughs> they can't carry it or anything. They get a whole slice to themselves, each bee. Yeah. If they teamed up, I guess they could, you know, yeah. carry them off one by one. Piece by piece. Communal slice. Yeah. If you saw a bee, would you feed a piece of cake? Do I have a cake on me in this scenario? Yes. You have like it's a it's your wedding day. You see a bee. Okay. And you give do you give it a piece of cake? I have to say, I don't think that would be like my first thought, but now that like I've heard this, it might come to mind. I might give him like a crumb or something. I hope he like accepts that and isn't like, you know, angry that I've, I've, I've shorted him on this. Like when you leave a quarter as a tip. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, you know, this is a barrel. Yeah. an insult to the bees yeah i was trying to think of ways you could insult a bee but i guess like a lot it. of puns mm -hmm. around like bees and they might not take kindly to that give them some bad news that's true <laughs> bee you look stupid yeah i mean Buzz off. <laughs> <laughs>
him in his court case. Sue the bee. Yeah. The bee movie is such a wacky movie. Is that so? Did you know that Ray Liotta is in that movie only because Ray Liotta thought it would be fun? (laughs) There's no real reason. I hope he had a good time. Me, Me too. He was just like talking to Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry Seinfeld says... I feel like we've had this conversation before, actually. <laughs> about the B movie. About <laughs> about the B movie. But he says, "I'm doing a movie about about a bee," and Ray Liotta says, "Oh, well, Is let it? me know when you're doing that so that I can be in it." Be in it. And so now that. <laughs> and so Ray Liotta is just in the B movie as himself. Uh. I uh, I looked that up to, you know, find out what Ray Liotta's character looked like. And then one of the things when you look up anything that comes up with a B-movie uh, is just a category insect movies. And I appreciate that that's a genre. Yeah. That's a right. genre to the history of film. The only thing I can think of is like the B-movie and then like ants and a bug life. And that's about it. You also got Mr. Bug Goes to Town. I'm so sorry, I forgot about that movie. This is so sad. Modern classic, apparently. Yeah, how many different movies can you make about bugs? Like a lot, I guess. I mean, make a make a type. You know, yeah, documentary is a kind of movie, right? It's like follow this one bug around for its entire life. Kind of interesting. If you don't want to like invest too much into it, you could do like a fruit fly and just kind of yeah, just spend two weeks like buzzing around. You follow like the lineage of that fruit fly, like you know, down the chain. See, I was like great grandson remembers him, his contributions to society. Yeah. I'm gonna interview the fruit fly, James. Uh, I'd have to get like a really small microphone, but yeah, I, I I'd like to try. I I'd like to see what he has to say about uh you know fruit fly, the you know the kind of current affairs that are facing their community right now. Yeah, I mean they're very important to science. That is true. Yeah. Well, Next great scientific mind might be a fruit fly. That's very true. <laughs> they invent uh, a new apple. They invent the orange. Finally. <laughs> For too long, it's just been a theoretical concept. <laughs> but at long last, we have orange. We have orange. On that day. The day we have oranges, I will cry. That's all I'm going to say. Like out of fear or joy? A little bit of both. Mm. The fruit? Fear? (laughs) I mean, you know, we don't know what they can do. We don't know what the full capabilities are yet until they've been, you know, created. Exactly. The fruit fly orange is a thing we have. We don't know what to expect for. Mm. So sad. 
All right, Ben. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, it's kind of funny that we named our whole species after fruit as a concept. <laughs> I mean, they do hang around fruit. I assume, they do. right? I would hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> that's what those made a are. Mistake. I've seen them around fruit. I don't know if it's the only spot they hang out in, but come to my house in the summer and I can show you. Mm. Got <laughs> to do a special podcast episode at Zoe's house where we yeah. watch fruit flies. Yeah, finally interview one. <laughs> Get that exclusive. We could call moths like light flies, except they're not flies. But we could kind of, you know, pretend they are. In my uh, research for this episode, I found out fireflies are not actually flies. They're beetles. Oh, is that uh, true? That's yeah. surprising. You know what classifies a fly? Like what makes it a fly? I don't know. I don't know what makes something a fly or not. I assume you have to, you know. Be able to fly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't look up fly definition. That's not going to help. <laughs> to go up. Um, criteria? I looked up fly requirements and that's just like how to not get banned from airports. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Identification. That might do it. It's TSA website again. Oh no. Maybe they got Fly. some information about bugs on there. Bug. Any of a large number of insects characterized by the use of their wings. Of course. There has to be more than that. Well, maybe like maybe we have to find the definition of a beetle. And then oh. fly is just the beetle. Flies are just beetles that don't have that one thing. You know? Process of elimination. <laughs> maybe. I think it says flies only use a single pair of wings as opposed to multiple. How many pairs of wings do fireflies have then? Just a minute. What is happening over here? That's a good question. So the fly is an order in terms okay. of taxonomy. And if you're telling someone to do something. <laughs> yeah, fly well, could be an order. <laughs> okay, so all the other orders have either two pairs of wings or are wingless. So it might be that uh, um, bees and stuff are under the classification of fly. But I don't know what the deal with beetles is. Honey flies. Did you say that a, that a fly could have two wings to zero wings or one pair of wings? Just one pair of wings. Okay. If it has no wings, it's not. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I thought that's what you said. And I was like, that's a little surprising. <laughs> Just move really fast. It zips. I guess. Air. 
So I guess fireflies have more than two wings then. I guess so. Hmm. Someone dropped the ball there then with the whole naming. Like they do fly, but and they there's no fire involved either. That's kind of a disappointment overall. Yeah. No fire, no fly. What's call the point? Chemical beetles. Liar bugs. <laughs> Maybe it's something about like the covering over the wings. That might be it. Looking up Firefly News, and it's not about the bugs mostly. It's about the song. It's disappointing. It's like about some, like, whatever media thing that happens to be named Fireflies or. Oh, isn't there a TV show called Firefly? And it would seem that way. Mm-hmm. I thought it was canceled. Mm-hmm. By the way, guys, we have a limited time on, on this I'm Zoom a- meeting. So this is going <laughs> to have to be a, just, gonna 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 be a two-parter. Oh, I, see. I see. I see that we have a seven minutes left. A little bit more than seven minutes left. I'm like, oh. I don't I don't have a time limit on the screen that I'm viewing, so it's uh my, my fate is in your hands. All right. So we have seven minutes for talking and then we'll leave and then come back. Part two. Mm. Yeah. Two. Part two coming up right next. After this. Stay tuned. After this. We'll put our, our ad break. Okay. Gotta get some sponsors. Sponsored by Ray Liotta. (laughs) He could use the publicity. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Just for him as an individual. Like would would, yeah, like would he read out his own ad or like would would we like have to do an impression? I don't know. (laughs) Are you tired of not having Ray Liotta in your life. I have some news for you, dear listener. I love the thought that Ray Liotta just teaches like the ability to do a Ray Liotta impression. So it's like, if you want to be like Ray Liotta and sound like him, come join my Ray Liotta class. (laughs) I don't know. I think I can just... I can just feel through the the airwaves that it has been too long since you've watched Goodfellas. And this is a quick <laughs> reminder for you to do that. that again. Was he in any other movies? I assume, the B movie. <laughs> I'm sure he's in more than those two. I mean, those are his classic films, you know. Mm. Movies he's most known for, B movie more so, but um, it's kind of funny how like Scorsese put him in as like the main character for his biggest movie, and then I guess forgot he existed. He replaced him with Leonardo DiCaprio, I guess. Was he in? He was he in multiple Scorsese movies? No, just the one. Just the one. And he was out. Pretty good you know, they were not good fellas, I gotta say. Mm. 
All Martin Scorsese movies. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> There's a bunch of them, huh? There's a lot of them. I gotta say. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio's in a number of these. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the my own belief uh, that he, you know, because he was like in his biggest one, the lead role. And then I guess he figured out that Leonardo DiCaprio exists and is like, well, this one's better. Also, I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia discussion page on uh, Ray Liotta, like the, you know, potential like edits and stuff. I love um, that. Yeah. And w- one of them is uh, just labeled name. And the person says, Liotter or Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> differences throughout the world I and I don't know what that's supposed to mean I didn't realize his name was up for debate yeah <laughs> I, feel, I feel like someone should ask him another one is uh, his role in Vice City isn't that well known and that's just a statement that someone wanted to make I guess Italian question mark perhaps maybe Italian question mark well, is he? When is his quotation real birthday? Like, we know you're trying to fool us here, right? This is not the real one. Google's playing some tricks on us. There's also uh, one just labeled criminal. The person says an actor and criminal. Why is Liatlia, which is, I guess, how they spell it, branded <laughs> A criminal, with, with the source quoting, he was caught. A criminal robs banks and shoots people. He was drunk driving. Not that I in any way condone such behavior, but George W. Bush has been charged for the same offense. I don't think he has he. <laughs> and his page doesn't random USA president criminal. Uh, I think Ray Liotta might have written this passage. <laughs> <laughs> that's my theory good god so this person's calling Ray Liotta not a criminal because his only crime was drunk driving yeah I mean a criminal robs banks and shoots people he was drunk driving <laughs> as they say if you ever became significant enough for a Wikipedia page how would you interact with your own Page. Like, that's a good question probably, like you, you you can't like edit it yourself right yeah, yeah, no. yeah, i mean you could <laughs> no one would know yeah <laughs> would you would you like go on and just fix like really really small details to make you seem a little bit better than you are yeah it's not like <laughs> not like you know making up too much or like inserting anything big but like you know just like a little bit you know. I graduated with a 4.0. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like, like a little minor yeah. details. Just put that in there. I'm so, actually 5'7". Yeah. <laughs> slight, uh, slight error there. Just wanted to point that out. Or even better, like pretending, it's, Sorry. like pretending it's not you. Like it's, you know, like I, I'm an insider on, uh, you know, I've got the, I've got the scoop. Um, 
Yeah, I got an inside source. Uh, uh, more on Wikipedia and Ray Liotta after the break. <laughs> With less than a minute. Okay. <laughs> We're going to come back. Quick, someone. Something funny. Uh, uh, and we're back. All right, man. Those commercials were real cool. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I endorse all of those products. I would use them. It's a very dangerous statement you're making right there. I'm sorry. Fun fact about uh, Ray Liotta, in 2018, he voiced uh, Morty Sislak on The Simpsons. Hmm. Mm-hmm. In one episode. <laughs> a lot of those, like, one episode celebrity Simpsons characters, and then they're just like, oh, I was on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Made a guest appearance on the SpongeBob SquarePants episode, Whatever Happened to SpongeBob. In the episode, he voiced the leader of a gang called the Bubble Poppin' Boys and tried to kill an amnesiac SpongeBob, voiced by Tom Kenny. I don't remember that episode. Well, I really ought to probably does. <laughs> the Bubble Poppin' Boys. Well, that's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's a gang. It'll it strikes, get you. strikes fear into the heart. Uh, Manny Sue was born in Newark. What do you know? Hey. Got another New Jersey boy. That's very near the place that we live in. That's crazy. How would they have known that other than the <laughs> geographic location provided in the title? <laughs> if this shit podcast gets big, do you think more people are going to move to South Orange? And be like, <laughs> like, oh my god, this is what a podcast is. I don't think we've given yeah, enough of like a ringing endorsement. <laughs> South Orange, all the locals will be like, mm, look at all these new people moving in here. Mm. No, this town is made up of new people moving here. Yeah, so it's already as far as I can tell. <laughs> There's new people moving here like every day. Yeah. It's a, it's a child town. <sighs> Too many people. They need to leave. This is my final Ray Liotta fact. Uh, <laughs> the end of an era for this episode. Uh, I will cry. So, uh, again, on the uh, discussion page, um, someone says, lacking a photograph, shouldn't this article mention Ray Liotta's eyes? Simultaneously, the most haunted and haunting eyes on the silver screen. Since old blue eyes kicked the bucket. And I don't know who that is. But old blue eyes. <laughs> I'm sure there was an actor called, oh, Sinatra. But I, uh, I, I do like the idea of uh, <laughs> just them like having a friend named old blue eyes and being like, man, ever since he died, I can only, I can only look at the eyes of Ray Liotta on the old silver screen. That was poetically yeah. written. Yeah. <laughs> Most haunting and haunted. They're a fan. 
What if that post was made by Ray Liotta, who really liked his eyes? <laughs> Everyone tells me I have incredible eyes. No one, no one mentioned it on my Wikipedia page. Yeah, I like that he still has some humility, though. That he's like, listen, I can't beat Sinatra, though. Yeah. No one can beat Sinatra. I mean, he's Sinatra. New York, New York. Wait, is he not from? Uh, let's see about Sinatra. What's going on with him? Well, he he's from New Jersey. Uh, Isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's from. Is he from West Orange or is that somebody else? Uh, it Hoboken. says Hobo. Yeah. Hobo. Okay. No. Okay. It's cool. Good for him. It's like when I went to Ireland last year, last summer. Um, whenever I told people I was from New Jersey, their f- first reaction was, oh, Bruce Springsteen? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't realize that was so well known. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's not like a jerk or anything, you know. No, I'm, I'm okay with being represented yeah. by Mr. Springsteen. I'm a fan. He's the boss. Yeah. The thing is that if you go to like any other state though, like if you leave the country, they'll have like one thing that will like pinpoint you to your state, right? Like Bruce uh, Springsteen for New Jersey, but you go to any other state in the United States, they're like, you're from New Jersey? <laughs> Gross. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, was, I was once sitting around a group of people that were from upstate New York and we were just like like in a class talking about like geography and one of the things was like so where does anyone know where new jersey is and one kid just raises his hands and says yeah that's the armpit of america that's where it is mm-hmm. <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> uh, it's in hell <laughs> it could be worse it could be a lot worse honestly be- this this place is pretty tolerable yeah yeah i've i've grown to appreciate it yeah. <laughs> new jersey it's good living in like idaho yeah you know? right <laughs> what do you got what potatoes no thank you they got like a funny shape it's true they do have a funny shape i wonder why it's shaped like that that's a, probably something about like mountains or something, but it's it's pretty funny looking. But like almost like every other state in that like area is very like angu- angular, like squares or like they have like right angles. But then you got Idaho, it's like whoosh. Yeah, it's like you a tree. The map of Iowa, all of the counties are squares. All of them. Like not exact squares, all of them. Like sometimes they have a little thing sticking out, but they're like unbelievably even. <laughs> it's like a crime. <laughs> oh dang, that is very square. Have you ever? I whenever time I look at like the state, like a map of the United States, I just think that if like if I was just looking at it for the first time, I would think that if they made the states, they were going from left to right because they make all the states really big, really open. And then you get to the West Coast and it's all small, little kind of like doodling. And you're like, oh, okay. Ran out of space over here. 
one border that's weird is uh it's not that weird but it's just weird enough is um the michigan indiana ohio border because it's like you would think it's just a straight line at the bottom but like there's just a little bit more indiana than there is ohio like there's a weird um it's not a straight line across Mm. and that's just what happened there like why does why does indiana have just a little bit more of that michigan space it's it's weird like there's a lot of state borders that like i'm sure there's like actual reasons for them but you know couldn't they have not yeah yeah want to know an interesting fact about one of the states in the United States. Uh, Tennessee borders nine states. That's too many. Yeah. I think that's crazy. (laughs) Good old Tennessee. The the (laughs) Trumpic state. The horizontal rectangle that's just in the state in the U.S. I think they're like the volunteer state or something. I don't know. Like, do, they all, st- do they all volunteer for like activities? Is that what? I I think it might be like a military thing, but also like you know, they don't tell you if you're not outside of if you're outside of Tennessee. It's a secret. What? It's a, That'd be from Tennessee to know. Tennesseans are sometimes referred to as volunteers or. Oh, the page has decided to not load, I guess. I'll never know. Tennessee volunteers. That sounds so lame. <laughs> <laughs> really racking on the Tennessee. So now it's the hog and hominy state. Now obsolete, this nickname was applied originally because the corn and pork products were in such great proportions. That's a pretty lame origin for that, I got to say. I, I hate to mock them, but let's be real here. I don't know. I think New Jersey's cool. We're the garden state. I think that's, you know, that's kind of cool. Where it's are the simple. gardens, though? Well, they're, they're, in, they're in South Jersey. Are they? Isn't it mostly farms? No, it's not the same thing as a garden. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. <laughs> when does it stop being a garden and become a farm? Mm. That's a good question. Tennesseans are sometimes referred to as volunteers. You established that. Or big vendors. Or butternuts. Big vendors? Yeah, big vendors. If you guys had to choose one of those three, if your nickname for the rest of your life was one of those three, so which one did you take? Uh... That's a tough Big vendor, butternut. Big vendor is pretty good because <laughs> it you got something to live up to. Yeah. Volunteer. I don't think I mind being called butternut. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good with butternut. I feel like that's um, like, and it's an inside joke that nobody will understand. You know. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's butternut. I don't think I'd go with volunteers because then like, oh, I can push this one around. I'm, yeah, I'm going to ask true. him to, to move my couch. 
Yeah. They'll, they'll think that I'll be willing to do anything. And I don't know. Am I willing to do anything? We'll see. <laughs> well, <laughs> you lived in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe everybody in Tennessee is just willing to do anything. Want something done? Ask a Tennessean. <laughs> that's that's something for their state tourism board. Yeah. <laughs> we do things. We it, get her done. Get her done. Some unofficial nicknames question. for cities in New Jersey. Wait, what's your question? Um, actually, you go first because mine's going to derail us so fast. So please go first. <laughs> uh, apparently Caldwell is the Denver of the East. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Denver of the East? I don't know. <laughs> well, like they, they cite something like to you know, as evidence of this. And unfortunately, the link to that evidence is dead. So I'll never wow. know. So sad. Caldwell. Denver of the East. Is Caldwell the place that I think it is? It's not Denver. Well, I'm sure it's not Denver. Caldwell. Caldwell. It's it's in this county, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there. I don't know what Denver looks like, so this isn't helpful at all. All I know is that it's in Colorado. Is that the city with the high altitude? Yeah, I think Boy. so. Does Colorado have a high altitude? No, this is. I don't, so. I don't think it was that high. I never thought Caldwell was very uh, yeah. exceptional. <laughs> Living in Caldwell, NJ, the New York Times. They wrote about it. Bloomfield Avenue. Wow. That's not helpful to me. Grover Cleveland Middle School. Yeah. Grover. Oh, they have a nice park. He's from New Jersey, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's from Caldwell. Oh, where you know? That's an advertisement. A church. Houses. What? And the Caldwell Cinema. Cinema. I'm sure they're doing well nowadays. (laughs) Here's my question. All right. So it's a two-parter. Do you guys think that Mater from the Cars films knows how to read? Uh, I mean, they have writing in that universe. Like, they got road, road signs and stuff. Exactly. Do you um, think Mater, the tow truck, knows how to read? I can't imagine him getting an education. I think yeah, about but, like, it. I'm sure he knows, like, basic words, right? Like, I'm sure he knows, like, like how to spell very, very basically. Like, he, he can't spell some big words. But, like, he has a ba- I feel like he has a basic education. He's running his own business. That's that's true. He's got to he's got to sign his name. Yeah, what we have to consider here is is the question, like, can Mater read in a world where it's 
like typical and normal for cars to be able to read or is like reading in this world not so common or like you know until we, until we know the literacy rates of the cars world <laughs> i mean if you think about it like the cars world like it has tvs it has books it has everything that we have in our world so it's like you can assume that like the literacy rate can be like comparable you know and you have to know how to read in order to drive like there are signs (laughs) everywhere exactly right but you don't have to know how to read to like walk and that that's kind of their whole thing yeah this is a tough question man we have to think about how cars experience the world now that's just, yeah, there's a lot of layers <laughs> involved. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you're too young, can you just not walk? I guess I feel like <laughs> Somebody's got to tow you around, like Mater. I feel like the streets would have to be expanded, because otherwise you got to... How do cars have babies? Come on. <laughs> In the factories, you know. <laughs> do they start out small? <laughs> just grow that's a good question. Like actually. a robot like, movie? Where are they getting that new metal? No. I don't know. I mean, or okay, well this is so tough. <laughs> There's a lot of layers, yeah. Because as we know, cars evolve because we can see in like some of the Mater shorts that there was a car that it was like one of those, you know, model T's. And then we get to like the modern cars. So there is an evolution of cars. Hmm. And there's like the first wheel that all cars come from. <laughs> cars lore. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so that would imply that there is an unnatural progression and that they're, they abide by like the laws of evolution and all that. Yeah. So they're 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 coming from somewhere. But yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason I asked the question, can Mater read? Because then his name would be spelled M-A-T-O. Because he says in the first scene we meet him, my name is Mater. Spelled like Toe Mater. <laughs> and so. Oh, his name is Mato. If he's, he just has an accent. He's, his name is Mato, but he pronounces it Mater. Oh. Uh, That's a weird thought. We've just been doing it wrong, I guess. <laughs> Everyone's spelling it wrong, doing it wrong. Dang. And if he can read, that means he knows that he's spelling his name right and everybody's spelling it wrong. And it's just like, what's oh, going yeah. on here? Is it like one of those situations where it's like, it's been going on for two so long, it would be embarrassing <laughs> to correct them? Like, <laughs> so, like he saw his name for the first time written down. He's like, that's not how you spell it, but like, he didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like all franchise. It's all yeah, you can't really switch it now anymore. Mm. Poor man. Thank you for indulging me in that question. 
That was good. So, yeah, so, hmm. So they have tomatoes. Do they eat them? That's true. We know that they only need oil. No, that's not true. But they still eat some foods. They need oil to, like, move, but they still need food and water, because... He eats wasabi in that one scene. He eats wasabi. And he drinks water to wash it down. (laughs) So does he Uh, need oil or does he need water? Or why does he need both? Is there a biological component to these cars? Okay, so the creator said um, (laughs) that if you were to open a door, like one of the car doors, like the front doors to any car, their brain would come out. I don't like that <laughs> at all. Why do they still have doors? That's bad design. <laughs> Who's going to open the doors? Yeah, That's true. Why Nobody's do they exist? Hands. Was there a function for the doors? <laughs> Ever? It's like an appendix where it like used to have an evolutionary yeah. purpose and it doesn't anymore. This is, this is too much. It's just a but- liability now. But also, I mean, like, their brain wouldn't come out. I mean, I feel like they have skulls, but it'd, be, it'd kind of be like ripping a piece of your skin off and just I showing feel it. like they have skulls. <laughs> Are they, do they have internal skeletons or is it more of like a bug kind of build? That's a good question. Yeah. Because if you open the door to a bug... <laughs> <laughs> You do see some some guts, I would imagine. I feel yeah, like I feel like the car's got to be kind of like a exoskeleton type situation, you know. Like I wouldn't make sense for there to be a skeleton inside that. So does that make wait wait? So does that make cars bugs? <laughs> right. They're bringing right pods, maybe. Oh, circle. Bugs. <laughs> Cars are bugs. The next Pixar short is not a dissection of one of these cars. I will be severely disappointed because they have not properly explored the lore of this world. (laughs) There might be arthropods. Something up. I'll be right back. I want to see if I'm right. (laughs) If you're right, if they're bugs. No, wait. Images. Okay. That's the pods for kids. So in Cars 3, it's confirmed that there are crabs in this world. And (laughs) (laughs) and we don't know. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. So we know we don't see a crab, but in the scene when they're training on the beach, one of the one of the drivers or the cars runs over a crab, and she's like swerves out of the way, and she's like, "Oh my god, I stepped on a crab!" And now the question I remember for the longest time was, "Was this an organic crab or was this a car crab?" Mm. <laughs> uh, I f- I feel like it has to be an organic crab, right? Because it's. I mean, I can't back that up, actually. I've got no evidence. 
but the thing is that there's there's car cows, car That's moose. True. There are bull. Yeah, like in the first movie, the, the tractors. In the first movie, they they're tractors. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it raises a lot of other questions. So, like, do they need them for dairy? How does cows are tractors? But farmers aren't farmers are not tractors, but cows are tractors instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which which raises which raises the question like what like it's kind of, it would you'd kind of be like if a less evolved human was just on the farm and we were just like using them for produce. Yeah, or so what produce are they getting from tractors? What are they <laughs> what? What, what do they gain? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Do you? I think those are well, the kinds of oh, secrets that humans right. were not meant to know. But if they're going to make a movie with that in it, they can't expect people to not ask questions. <laughs> Gotten this far. Do you think Pixar like, considered all this kind of stuff? Do they have the answers? I mean, there's, there's of course the Pixar theory, oh. and to have that explained would be kind of it's like basically all of the humans died, and then the cars took over the brains of the humans that died in the cars. Oh, and so it's like it's kind of like that. But then. The question is, why the hell were there cows in tractors? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. A terrible, terrible accident on a mass scale. <laughs> Something's gone wrong. Dang. This is, um, I feel like, like the Pixar theory has like everything in it, right? Every single Pixar film. And it all makes sense, except for the Cars films. I feel like they like they, they have to stretch really hard to get those films yeah. to like get in, because like, each one just like disproves the theory even more. And it's just like, oh wow, oh, oh boy. So I, hmm, I mean, it doesn't. I don't. I, I know that there, I'm sure there's like theories out there to try to explain most of this, but like, I don't think anyone could have reached conclusions with what we have. I don't know. Why did they make this movie? Larry the Cable Guy. What? Excuse me? He's Mater. He's Mato. He's Mato. As is his proper name. Mato. On Mater's Wikipedia page, uh, one of the discussion tabs is Baby. Baby live in New York and eats pizza. What? Breakout roll, question mark, question mark, question mark. I don't understand. And then compared to those two, we got vehicle manufacturer. I have reverted this again, making a claim that this truck was a 1957 Dodge and then citing that claim to a Ron Warnick piece, 
which describes a 1951 international boom truck is dishonest. Cited <laughs> oh, source much masks the text, which claims the source is support. Warnick is most likely getting his info from Michael Wallace, aka Sheriff Cars, a U.S. Route 66 historian who leads the Pixar group on a pair of research tours in 2001 while the film was in its initial drawing board phase. Wallace describes the, the late Joe Ranft spotting the old truck in Galena, Kansas in the introduction to one of his books, which is cited here. The truck was tracked down and put back on U.S. Route 66 in Kansas in 2007 at his request. Okay. Someone, someone's an expert here. Somebody knows a lot about this. It was Larry the Cable Guy. He put it in. And this he's like, I cannot... I cannot have people misrepresenting the lore, the -hmm. information. If you guys were like in a movie or like a TV show that's like really, really in depth about the lore and like all that stuff, do you think you would be like, you would get into it yourself? Like if you were a cast member of Lord of the Rings or like Game of Thrones, you would really get into it and just be like, I know everything. That's tough because, like, I feel like I'd get sick of it. To a a compromised situation. Yeah. Mm. I feel like most, you know, shows and movies don't quite have that extensive world Mm. to get into anyway. You know. Yeah. So, like, most actors would only like maybe run into it like once, if ever. (laughs) So they, they probably wouldn't. I think I'd try to and then get sick of it and like maybe like a little bit so you at least like understand what's going on you know Mm. I gotta read the scripts and stuff yeah well I mean I would assume you would (laughs) read the script (laughs) at least once (laughs) couldn't help but notice that you have crossed out every line but yours on this script I think that that's a bad decision. (laughs) I had a dream the other night that I was cast in not one, but two plays or something like that. And I was really excited because actors aren't getting any work right now. But then I was also really nervous because I'm not an actor and I don't know how to (laughs) (laughs) I have to do it. I mean, they chose you for a reason. That confusion is part of the role. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you would take that if you got like an invitation right now? I would take it, yeah. If someone said, congratulations, you're... I don't know. You've been chosen to be in the play, a production of West Side Story. <laughs> As, as one of the characters, as the main character. I don't know who it is. It's I would be a bad decision on their yeah, part. I would, yeah, I mean, it's like, like, like Anybody who thinks I'd be capable of that is probably not someone good to work with. Because <laughs> they clearly don't know how to judge, make judgments. See, exactly. Like the thing is, see, my thought process is that I would do the best that I can and I would have no worries because they chose me <laughs> and I wouldn't be like, you know, like, 
well, if I'm bad at it, you know, it's their fault. They chose me. <laughs> like, I didn't try for this. They, they just picked me. I feel like that tweet that's like, any, I can't date anybody who likes me because if they like me, clearly they've got low standards and I can't date anybody who has low standards. <laughs> Weird train of thought. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. Vicious cycle. If you think that I'm a, a good idea, you have bad decision-making skills. <laughs> Not attractive. Not attractive. Yeah. You can't make decisions? I clearly can't trust you. <laughs> uh, consider this, you, just to, to kind of to, to bring the, the whole theme to a, a loop. Um, you know, you are, you, you check the headlines and you're like, oh man, they're, they're doing a remake of the, 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 the beloved film B-Movie. And you, you look down at your phone and you see you've gotten a text from Ray Liotta you do have in your contact list, as everyone does. Um, it's like, listen, I don't have the time. I don't have the, the energy. I don't have the motivation. And I'd like you to reprise my role in this movie. Yes. So we would, be we would be playing Ray Liotta. I would yes. play Ray Liotta. <laughs> do you think you well, can no do justice? No, I feel like I would do it. <laughs> I feel like I would do it, and but like you know, as like the promotions are going around, and like I'll go on like the late night show, and then the people be like, "So how are you gonna feel about like you know stepping in the shoes of Ray Liotta?" And I'd be like, "I will never be as good as Ray Liotta, but here I am." You know, I feel like that's what's. And then happen. the twist is that you're way better at being <laughs> him than he is. <laughs> Like, oh no! No way! That isn't Ray Liotta. This is his <laughs> Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> if Jerry Seinfeld asked you to reprise the role as Barry B. Benson, would you do it? How much time do I have to prepare? You have one month. Would what would shot. you do to prepare? <laughs> yeah, read your lines. Come a bee. Mentally <laughs> meditate. <laughs> yeah. So to work as a beekeeper yeah, for a while to really understand the struggle. To uh, struggle have to like bees. Yeah. I think, I think this question is a lot harder than the Ray Liotta one, just because the Ray Liotta he's in it for a few minutes. You know, he, he gets some goofs. He gets some gags. And he's gone, but Barry B. Benson, he is the film. And you gotta, you gotta, this remake that you're doing, you're not, you have to imitate um, Jerry Seinfeld. You have to do it 10 times better than how he did it. You know, it's true, because, because, yeah, it, if you mess it up, you're done in the insect film genre. They're not hiring you for anything <laughs> else. They're not having you sign up for the Bugs Life live action remake. Mm -mm. It's not happening. And if you're not in the Bugs Life live action, then what's even the point? Yeah, I mean, there's even, there's nowhere forward to go. Like, that, that's it. You've hit a brick wall. Can you even call yourself an actor at this point? No. Exactly. <laughs> that's why everyone that hasn't been in a Bugs Life or the B movie isn't they're just not actors they're just people who play in movies <laughs> who 
movies and TV and all that. Who is Bugs? Kevin Spacey? Yes, who? Oh, as the villain, right? Really? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He plays the villain in Bugs Life. I thought we were talking about the B movie, and I thought the the old fat lawyer dude was played by Kevin Spacey, and I was like, oh, wow. There's no way. (laughs) Julia Louis Dreyfus? I guess that's not that surprising. It seems like something she'd do. Who's Dave Foley, and why do I know his name? Because uh, he. On fandango.com, Dave Foley's biography starts with baby faced and Canadian writer actor Dave Foley dropped out of school in favor of joining the Second City comedy troupe in Toronto. Oh That's God. such a weird way to say Actor start it and criminal. <laughs> I looked up a picture of Dave Fioli on Google, and the first it picture just reminds me of um, uh, what's it, the oldest brother of the tra- of the uh, McElroy brothers. What's his name? Uh, Justin. 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 It's like uncanny. Uncanny how that person looks like Justin. There are no good movies. Well, there's one, and it's oh, called yeah. the Beam oh, movie. <laughs> All these things say in theaters when they're not in theaters. <sighs> the Crudes, a new age. I've heard new age. I've heard new thing or things about the movie. Like it's not good, it's not bad. It's like it's okay. I think I saw the cruise in theaters. The original one. I did not. I don't remember it at all. I was I think I watched it on like Netflix or something. And that wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. So. You're not gonna believe what part of uh, Dave Foley's Wikipedia page I'm on right now. Uh First question is divorced to Chrissy Guerrero and then six question marks. And the response is this dude is straight. What? (laughs) And I I don't know. I guess neither, both of them are very confused about this man, I guess. That's, that's about all the time we have left. Folks. Thank you for... Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Jerry Seinfeld and Ray Liotta for bringing us an incredible movie in which to we can we can talk about. Never gets old. Never gets Never old. Gets old. <laughs> I think we should watch the B movie right now. We <laughs> <Probably> should. <laughs> Next episode, oh, just our 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 review, our uh, our book club. The B movie. We could do that. We have a, we have a book club, but it's just watching the B movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's a podcast about that already. No way. <laughs> I don't know if it's the B movie, but they watch the same movie every year. Oh yeah, that's um, it's the McAlroy brothers. They watch Paul Blart Mall Cop every Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> and apparently, it gets better and worse at the same time every year. <laughs> That sounds about right.
It's been fun. All right. See you.